Hello, dear listeners of Utopia Educators. We're hitting today's podcast with a special guest from our members team on Utopia Educators, Rainia Omania. Hi, Rainia. How Hi. are you doing today? Hi, everyone. Well, I am fine. And you? I am doing great. I'm very excited to have you today in our podcast. Okay, I'm very so... happy to have you in today um, in our episode. And I also invited you because I need you to talk today about Venezuela's education system related with English as a main subject. Um, why have people been leaving Venezuela? Venezuela is right now. Yeah, this is a very good topic because I think that everyone needs to know how things are here, you know? Yeah, exactly. Everybody everybody needs to know how um, the situation in Venezuela is currently affecting millions, like uh, thousands of people like um, related with education, with everything, right? So that's, a, that's an important point just to touch. So um, we're going to be here having a conversation in a chat. Like, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and I think it's very informative just to talk in the podcast, uh, in today's podcast, about how Venezuela's situation is mainly, um, like, destroyed and also very affected by the political government, right? So, do you think that is a good idea that we start by some questions? We're going to start with my questions i mean you oh. can say one question and i say one and you know? yeah amazing yeah i would like that i would like that you can start first okay go ahead okay so at what age did you start the english courses um well i consider that i started to study like my first english course like the first one that i took was like um for about <laughs> like probably five years or probably six years like I was I was at a very young age really? and I remember yeah it was it was really um exciting and at the same time I felt nervous with myself because it was the first time that I ever felt supported by my own family just like just to let them know that I love English and not only English but languages so I also like started when I was about eight years old or nine years old and that was an amazing experience for me because for the first time ever in my life I had experienced what it was like to just speak English with other people and just to communicate what I wanted to communicate and also how to learn different stuff like how um about like about four years or five years i started around that age because specifically like you mainly start uh learning languages and like basically focusing on english courses when you want to learn uh uh mainly mainly a language that you're focused on and a language that you love well compared to you i start my English courses when I was like 10 years old, so that's very <laughs> late for me. Oh. And I don't have like a real, a really big um, story time about this because I didn't yeah. want to go to the courses, but my yeah. 
parents were like, oh, you need to do it because this is going to be good for your future. And it yeah, is. exactly. It is. It is very good for the future. Yeah, and that helped you a lot. Like knowing more from different cultures and all that. Yeah, exactly. You can also widely spend your acknowledgement to just have a point of view from different uh, people's point of views, right? From different opinions. Also knowing that uh, exactly, I was thinking about, um, for example, when you are learning English in Venezuela, do you think that, for example, studying languages in Venezuela is like actually a good idea? As you've said before, it's uh, like your parents told you that it was a good idea that probably uh, was going to serve you in the future. And I actually agree with that. Like my parents used to tell me the same thing, but I still consider that it has to be dependent on how people feel, if they can afford it. And also if there's something depending on like, in their budgets, right, and how they can afford, like how to just charge um, specifically a course or something that has to be related with the money, right? So I was thinking, um, do you think that learning languages in Venezuela is actually a good idea, like for a student? You think it is a good I mean, idea? Yes, I mean, that, he that helps you a lot to expand your knowledge as you say it because yeah. i think that not only for this but that helps you a lot with your college applications and that things because when you know i mean english or french or any other right. language than spanish that mm -hmm. that's something that people really considerate you know <laughs> Yeah, like it's something that has to be considered from 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 different uh, people's opinions. Like it's something really, really important in the future, specifically when you're in Latin America, right? Yes, because not everyone here has the same opportunities to learn this, you know? Yeah. Sometimes courses are like really expensive and not everyone mm -hmm. can pay that. Exactly. Not everyone can afford uh, an expensive course. You're totally right on that. So, my next question is about mm -hmm. this. Do you think that learning a language here in Venezuela is a privilege? Well, I think that learning, yeah, it definitely is like, uh, like a privilege in Venezuela specifically because we're talking about something that has to be related with that education that is taught part partially by teachers who sometimes may not have the proper, like the, the proper uh, teaching fields uh, on students yeah. and they can be sometimes rude to some students, right? So talking about privileges, I would say that, yeah, it's certainly a privilege because if we go to other areas in Venezuela, to other places where people have no, like for real, no access to the internet like um to internet connection to any kind of just connection to the outside world we know that learning a foreign language in a country like venezuela and not only here but in latin america where um other people in other countries like don't really have access to just like learn other language and totally don't have don't, don't get the same privilege don't get the same opportunity or chances another person may have 
in a country like Venezuela, you can feel that this is a privilege by just talking and how the perspective is in like how the perspective from a different person by just talking in like different like different schools. So it's totally a privilege for people. Yeah, because I mean, I think that courses are like for a certain group of people that can pay that because I mean, courses are good, but you don't learn everything there. And sometimes people exactly. go there only because their parents told them to go, like me, but they didn't have the. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. <laughs> um, like it's okay. Like um, like they like 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 when parents force their children to go. Uh -huh. right? Yes, exactly. Oh. That's what I mean. When you're forced to do something, you don't really want to do it because you're like, mm -hmm. why, are, yeah. why are people forcing me to do this? And I think that helps more to people that doesn't like this language. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I perfectly know. Like, um, yeah, I think there's actually like a phrase, like a like a sentence, very no in Venezuela, like um, obligado ni los zapatos, right? So it basically means when <laughs> a person <laughs> can't fit totally their shoes, it means that probably like no one can literally force you to do anything you don't want to. And that's the main point here. I see your point that you actually mean that nobody can really force you to something you don't really feel like you're not into it or in any topic, in anything related with a career, a profession, or even a hobby, right? So yeah, that's, that's, that's actually something very true, Rainia, that in Venezuela, some people have the privilege, but they don't know how to, how to take the advantage on them opportunities to just be better and grow as a better person or as a better like a student depending on these languages, right? Sometimes they have the privileges and sometimes other people don't have the privileges, but if they had the privileges, of course, they would know how to take advantage of them. That's right. That's totally yeah. what I was thinking about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So tell me another question. Well, my next question uh, for you is, um, what do you think of um, languages when you started to study English? Well, I was like too young, so I mm. didn't even take the time to think about was I what I was learning because I didn't even know that there was like another language <laughs> than mine. Yeah. <laughs> so when I started learning this, I was like, "What is this? Why am I studying this?" And I didn't know how to pronounce some words, so it was yeah. like hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a hard, like a hard job for you to start. Yes. And I didn't remember too much from that time. Like, I don't know. I only remember some things that, like, they, they teach me how to introduce myself to people. And that's mm -hmm. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens very often in Venezuela. Like, they can basically teach you a lot, 
like at least basic stuff, right? The basic stuff that yeah. you need to know when you're um, getting deeper into a language. And that's the problem. When you want to become better at a language and you just want to like um, get introduced into a language, basically you have to, you have to be needing a tutor who teaches you um, how the things are pronounced, how you basically communicate yourself in a in an outside spoken language so you don't really sound like a foreign speaker. Yeah. And other thing well, uh, is that uh-huh. say what do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking I was curious about um for the first time when you started to study in Venezuela and you had your like your first English teacher uh, of course, they taught you how to introduce yourself, like, hello, my name is Rania. And also to teach you, because the same happened to me. They also taught me how to how to introduce myself, because that, that's basically kind of the basic stuff that they teach you to do for the first time when you go into the campus um, learning an English course or whatever. But I was wondering if they taught you how to, to introduce yourself uh, did you feel like more motivated to keep going on like learning English or did you just get bored as usual as some students usually do in Venezuela? Like they have the privilege as you uh, you had said before, but they don't take the chance or, or, or like the opportunity to just take advantage of that privilege. Did you feel like more motivated to just keep going on or did you just feel like you were just like dropping the bullet? Well, being honest, when I was in these courses, my first mm-hmm. time, I really was feeling like motivated, and my some teachers are really good, and they give you more confidence, you know. Yeah, but confidence. Some other teachers are like, um, they make you feel that like you are not good enough. Oh uh, no, and, that's. <laughs> and I even cry once. I I don't know. Oh, no, I was in my test and this. I was crying. Yes, yeah. that was really bad. And that's because that's just because some teachers don't have like uh don't have like really the passion and I I've heard that from grown up. Yeah. They just say that you 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 just don't you just don't have to be a teacher. You don't feel like you're deserving the passion you want. Like you're, you're are not just supposed there to be a teacher. People pay them. Yeah, know. just for the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not good because there's people that really want to know more about language. But exactly. when they told you back things like you're not good enough, you're not going to learn nothing, mm-hmm. you feel like, okay, maybe this is not for me. And that's really exactly. bad. Do you feel discouraged like for these bad comments? Like they probably tell you you're not going to learn anything in the future. And, that, and yeah, that's, yeah. Actually, that's actually something that happens not only in Venezuela. In other countries, um, you can uh, actually find people who are very rude, and also they they won't like that. Even even in 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 online websites, you can find people who are trolls, and they just want they just want you to feel bad for yourself, and that shouldn't happen because we know if we if we want to learn something, if we feel really motivated by something, we just have to do it. Yeah, that's a really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's very amazing, Rania. Um, I was also thinking, um, like a lot of people in Venezuela can, like what we were talking before, a lot of people in Venezuela can afford English courses. 
So I was thinking, like, what do you think of, like, self-teaching tools as music, um, like, movies, as books? Like, what do you think of, of those tools if you're not paying an English course, but you're learning by yourself? I was really waiting this question because I think that, okay, courses are cool, but even when you are there, they teach you with music and books. And I think that I learned, well, I think that you and me learned more from books and internet than courses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I totally agree with that. And... Sometimes you learn more, I mean, speaking, because when I was in courses, I didn't used to talk with people out of yeah. the course because I didn't have friends there. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the first person with I talk English, it was you. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> so, are you for real? Yeah, you were the you were the first person like I talk for so. <laughs> oh, that is that I really appreciate that. Like that is very that is very very exciting. Um, just to hear that, for example, yeah. Um, you just have you just have like just a long process to just learn languages. But specifically, if you don't take the big step to talk with someone. You think like, no, I'm just like, you don't feel motivated. You just feel discouragement. Yeah, because, um, I mean, my friends are good in English, but not like me. And sometimes they're, they didn't like English. So I didn't yeah. have some with English, you know? And people here. Someone to like, practice with. Yeah, and people here. Are, I like, I don't really like English and I don't like to talk English and I don't know nothing about English and they are like so close with that. I don't know how to say like mente cerrada. Oh yeah, like closed-minded people. Like, yeah. yeah, it happens a lot. Like when, when you're in a country where uh, people mostly speak Spanish, but exactly when you find like people who speak English, then you don't want to lose them. Like, Hey, come with me. Speak to me all the time, twenty four seven. Yeah, I know. I know your feeling because that happened to me when I was younger. When I was six years old, that I started to learn for the first time English. I was like, the first time, the the first person I ever spoke with was an English teacher from London, and she had gone to a wedding. Um, like it was late at night, and I was like, no, never leave me. Like I really want to talk to you twenty four seven. Like, how do I even get your number? But it passed like a lot, like many, many years, and I kept, I kept losing her number. I'm not gonna lie, I lost it, and then I felt like very discouraged, right? So, I see your yeah. point. Like when when you meet someone who speaks English, and then you feel like other people don't, like you feel like no, I I can't practice with with, with them. Like really, I can't practice with them because I need someone that can help me, and that person can also be helped by me, right? Yeah, because the best way that I understand that I can learn English is practice and mistake. Like, exactly. you're, all, you're mm -hmm. never right. So, so just, just sometimes you're bad in saying things and that. But mm -hmm. when most you try, is better. Yeah, most of the time is better. 
Okay, so right now I was I would like you to ask me some questions. Okay. <laughs> so, let me find one question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay. Did you learn something in the courses that you couldn't learn on your own? Well, um I'm going to be very um honest on this one. Uh, okay. Related with this question, um, you know, I I also did the courses in the same university where you did them, where you had done them before, yes. and we even graduated uh, to get right. So from my experience, from my POV, from my point of view, I, I am going to be very honest with this one. Um, for talking about learning something in the courses that I could not have learned on my own, I wouldn't really say that I learned something like new um, because like everything was like a review for me from, from that point of view. And not just to mention that I just only learned um, how to just keep friendships and how to just like um, make new impacts uh, related to the lectures, related to the reading parts, like everything that I had learned was after the first time that I ever passed to the adults levels. So from the first time that I had ever <laughs> learned something new was like a sudden the first step um, because, you know, I got exonerated from one point to another when I was in the yeah. teenager's level. So I got passed like for um, like 10 levels, like way, way up about those ones where I was at. So then I got like exonerated. And then I had just I had just to learn by myself some expressions, and they were very hard. Yeah, because, my teacher because was yeah, like, they they didn't teach you everything. They they just exactly. teach you like a little part, and mm -hmm. you and you have to learn everything by yourself. And yeah, like, you have to learn okay. anything by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that that happens a lot because. Um, when, when, when the teacher is actually a good teacher, I know the feeling that that teacher is automatically going to feel that this teacher just has to give his or her best to just help his or her students. Because here in Minnesota, you barely find, you, you can barely find good teachers. But if you do find yeah. them, you actually feel like you're like you really do have some respect for these teachers who are actually given their bestes to teach you the best. Yeah, in my case, I think that the same as you. But if I didn't wear, o sea, I don't know how to say this, but if I didn't you, wear on those on those courses, if you weren't right, if you weren't in those courses. <laughs> If I weren't in those courses, I didn't have the courage, I don't know how to say that, uh -huh. to no learn by como myself. El, no tendrías como el privilegio de aprender. Ah, um, right, so you wouldn't have, uh, you wouldn't have had now, like, the same encouragement you have right now for learning by yourself. Yeah, so they helped me a lot with the grammar and yeah speaking. oh that's very awesome and also speaking but there's some teachers there that they are only like 
to spend the time and they didn't give you attention. They are like just sitting there and you do what you want to do. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, just living, <laughs> living, living la vida loca, like not paying attention to the students. Exactly. Yeah, so that's mainly that's mainly how it works here, um, dear listeners. We have in Venezuela the main topic that education depends basically and how the people is mainly interested. Because we know as a matter of fact, um talking about like schools in host communities, schools in host communities are beyond their capacity, right? Because we know that more right now we know that more than uh two million Venezuelans have gone to live in Colombia basically because of the education. But some people do believe yeah. that the that the education in Colombia related with English, related with other language, may not be like better than Venezuela's, but actually it's not like worse than Venezuela. Really? Yeah, because Who they have said that? that... Well, a person... Um, I used to have a very good old friend from from here, from Venezuela, who went to Cali, Colombia. Okay. And she told me that basically mm -hmm. the English was not like better than the educational systems, English levels in Venezuela. And that's just because really? roughly half of Venezuelan, yeah, just because halfly, like half of Venezuelan children living in Colombia are in, in a school. And some, some other Venezuelan uh, children, teenagers who are in Colombia learning English there, they just feel like it's just the same uh, they were, uh, as if they were in Venezuela. They just feel like it's nothing different. Wow. So, so what? What do you think of people the who go to Venezuela? Latin America. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Because I think that they don't give the the importance to learning a language, you know, because they are like, oh well, I'm going to live all my life here, and why I need to learn any other language, you know? Yeah, there we go to the to the importance of some people by learning languages. They don't they don't care um speaking it like this. They don't actually take into consideration that a language may be really helpful for them. Yeah. Yeah. So so we know that tell me one question. Like, yeah, I'm I was going to ask you about the basic okay. structure. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was thinking about, for example, Um, I was thinking mainly related with education in Venezuela. If the question is good for you, how would you rate, um, like, how would you rate the English level of Venezuelan people? Like, have you met good teachers? Have you met bad teachers? Have you met friends? Um, like, do you have any kind of family, uh, any kind of familiar person who is really good with English? And do you think that they have helped you with English? Okay, um, I don't have, okay, it's not that bad, but it's not that good, you know, <laughs> there's yeah. no 50 point. 50-50. <laughs> yeah, the same, so I don't have friends, like, they are good in English, because most of my friends, I need to help them when we have a test, and you yeah. know how the thing is, <laughs> so. Yeah. So, Family, mm, I don't have too much because they don't see the importance of learning a new language. Exactly. And I have family who knows 
how to speak English and they are really good at that. But it's because they went to another country. I don't know if uh -huh. I am saying this right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, they are in France and oh Europe. So yeah, that's so but cool. But they they learn English by their own. You know, they don't have yeah, courses like or like lessons. like you. So they just they they just learn English by themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's mainly so amazing because we know we know as a matter of fact that learning just learning any kind of language by yourself and having the right tools, having tutors, like it's mainly for free. Some people don't understand that learning a language doesn't really is not really gonna cost you a fortune, like something really expensive. Like you just have to put dedication and like a real effort to it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but do you think that, I mean, having a teacher is better than the self-teaching tools or no? Mm, I don't I don't consider than having, well, that would be both, like 50-50, because if the case was, like, I if think the that point teachers was... teachers can mm -hmm. help you with grammar and that, But sometimes learning by your own is better. I don't know. It's <laughs> better. Yeah, I also think that because if the case was that a, that a tutor was to teach you everything, like grammar, like speaking, that would have to be an amazing tutor. Like someone native, either native or someone who has taken a lot of experience. Someone who's had a lot of experience related with the language that person is teaching to you. And about learning by yourself, You can actually do that because if you if you have friends from United States, from Canada, from Australia, from New Zealand, from United Kingdom, from any English speaking country, of course, that if you take your own time, that if you're going to practice with them every day, of course, you're going to see any kind of a progress if you keep practicing by yourself and having any kind of education to it. Exactly. So the next question is. Are the uh -huh. language courses here really worth or they are just a bad waste of money? Well, um, talking about this, about these questions, uh, if the language courses are like worth like the money or if you would just waste your money, I think that it's more worth it. What we were talking earlier, learning by yourself, it's... It's something that you can do by yourself. And it's actually, for some people, is a bad waste of money. In what point I am focusing on? I am focusing on the point that some people have a lot of money and they just waste it because apparently their parents uh, want their children to go to any kind of course where they end up like learning nothing, which is the word nothing, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, nothing. And we know that they're not going to learn anything just because they're just probably having fun. They don't really care about this. And they're just paying zero. They're just paying zero attention and minding their own business. So we know that you basically, if you are a person who likes the hard work, who thinks that if you work for what you want, it's going to be worth it. I think that it's not going to be totally a bad waste of money because, of course, you work hard for what you want. You deserve your goals, your achievement, everything, um, everything 
that has to be rewarded for you. So, uh, Rainy, I would like to ask you something. Um, specifically with um, business and employment in Venezuela, do you think that learning... Specifically with business and employment, I was thinking about what is your main idea about what do you think if people use English every day? Um, like, do you think it is a good idea for more wide opportunities related with business and employment? Do you think it is a good idea? Yeah, because mm, the more you learn language, the more you have mm -hmm. opportunities to work, not only um, like in a specific employee. Yeah. I don't know. I have one. So... Yeah. <laughs> You can teach as well, and you can be a good teacher, you know? Exactly. And also and that... Think? I think that relating with um, teachers who have left uh, the country, why do you think they have left Venezuela? Why? Because they don't have a good salary, and they don't receive what they give you know because there's a lot of teachers that they really love what what they do and they really love teaching but mm. they don't survive right. and they don't have this the, so they don't receive what they give us yeah say, you know exactly and also we have to know that related with the minimum wage in venezuela is less than four dollars I mean, what can you do being paid by a minimum wage monthly less than $3, less than $4? Because it's always increasing and decreasing. The dollar in Venezuela is a super big high inflation. Like, basically, it's every day turning into a crazy thing. Yeah. And we know With that money, you can only survive, like, one day. <laughs> and yeah. even just one morning, you know? Exactly. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna be your minimum wage that's that's gonna make you eat for at least one week. Yeah, and there's teachers that they have a family and they need to give food to her daughters and you know. Exactly. Oh and Rainia, um I was also given uh the information, you know that the education in Venezuela is um, up to high school and classes are conducted in Spanish in non-sectarian schools. Also, we know that the education is free for all students and every citizen has the right to attend the public schools, as well as other countries have also the same similar um, education program where they accept um, students for free. And also you can find uh, other private sectors where you can uh, go for paying um, monthly, just um, what they charge you for that. We know that public and private schools are uh, subject to supervision by the, by any ministry of education, by the culture, by by anything. And private schools must meet the same standards as those required in the public schools. But do you think that actually there are like more, uh, like higher paid teachers in private schools and in public schools? Do you think that they receive more money in public schools or in private schools? 
in private in private schools because they pay what you tell them to pay but in public schools there's a lot of people that can pay anything that you say and it's very hard for people because exactly. they want to get the knowledge and they want to learn more but they don't they don't have the ocean to pay them and sometimes yeah. that's very bad for teachers because the mo most of them only go there for being sitting mm, and that's nothing. so really so bad like yeah it's It's basically like also talking about universities, like how higher education is provided by universities, institutes, university colleges, um, university institutes. But we know that there are other people with privileges. Some people have said in Venezuela that if you are a military, you have like better options if your parents are with the government. Do you really think that is actually true? Like, if you are uh, on a military school, do you think that you're going to have a better minimum wage um, costed in dollars than a normal person, a normal worker as a teacher? Do you think that a, that a military would earn more than a teacher in Venezuela? Yeah, obviously, because mm, the government want them to be with them because if they are not with them it's going to be hard for them you know <laughs> yeah so, if they're if they're not they with the give, government yeah they give more importance to those people than the teachers exactly And that's bad that's very bad in, in venezuela Um. So, Rainia, right now I'm so we're so happy to have you here in Utopia Educators as a really amazing contributor to our community, and we just want to say thank you for being part uh, for today's podcast, talking about education in Venezuela and how it's different from other countries, how we can see a difference between Venezuela and other educational systems all over Latin America and other continents. So thank you very, very much, Rania, for being here with us today in our podcast. I hope you've had a great time here. And I am really, yes, I, um, I am really thankful for everything. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.